welcome to episode 9 of The Sweet Spot on a Farm. If you're listening for the first time, this is a podcast in which we're discovering what it means to live and eat healthily. Um, we talk a lot about food and share recipes and each week we get to listen to a different guest. A person who is one way or another involved in the wellness, fitness, natural health or healthy eating industry. I'm based in Northern Ireland and this is where the vast majority of my guests are from. We're simply getting tips from our fellow local health enthusiasts or health freaks, whichever way you prefer. And this week's guest is someone whom I owe a massive apology for mispronouncing her name the entire time. It's even more embarrassing because I've had my own name mispronounced by nearly everyone who ever met me since I moved to this country. So Trina, I am so sorry if you're listening. You have no idea how embarrassed I am. It was just me being an idiot and I feel really bad about it. So now that that's out of the way, I had an amazing dinner that this lovely lady made me before we started recording and you need to listen to the podcast if it's just for the recipe um, that she will share with everyone. Yeah, I, I told you we talk a lot about food on this podcast and um, you should probably go and eat something because listening to this on empty stomach is a bad idea says the hungry one so i'm gonna go and eat something and you guys enjoy the podcast so here's trina the paleotricious health coach and really talented cook enjoy after over an hour of driving tonight and ending up (laughs) <laughs> on the wrong side of the country by accident <laughs> I finally made it to my next guest house I'm going to talk to a really lovely lady tonight who runs um, a company called Paleotricious Hi Trina Trina Oh Trina <laughs> It's Trina So like to tell us a little bit about what does it mean Paleotricious? So um, I started out paleo this is kind of where my business evolved from so many years ago my husband started doing crossfit and crossfit and paleo kind of go hand in hand so it's training and and food and the kind of eating paleo enhances your performance so my husband went on about this and I then read a book under duress and thought actually that makes a lot of sense I might try this out and what they suggest is that you give it a go for a month you do um, what's known as the whole 30 so it's 30 days of an elimination diet and uh, you take out all the kind of main food groups that might cause a problem and then after the 30 days you incorporate them back in like step by step to see what works for you because every single one of us is different so you know some people can't take gluten some people can't take dairy blah 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 so for me, I did it and it was amazing. And after two weeks, two weeks in of this elimination diet, and I already thought I was quite healthy, but two weeks in, suddenly I felt like a superhuman. I felt like Bradley Cooper in Limitless, you know, when he suddenly can do everything simultaneously. I had so much focus and energy. I was bouncing out of bed at 6am. I never felt like this in my life. And I did always consider myself relatively healthy, looked after myself. This was just incomparable to anything that I ever experienced so I was like wow and then I started to introduce the other foods and I realized whoa 
dairy within 10 minutes. I was in agony, like swollen throat, sore face, you know, sinuses. And I realized that the consultant, however many years ago when I was 13, that told me not to eat dairy was right. And he wasn't an idiot like I had thought. Um, and so what, what, what really surprised me though was that wheat wasn't too bad or the gluten well, didn't have any kind of immediate effects but it does have a cumulative effect for me but the non-gluten grains so all of the gluten free stuff non-gluten grains big problem for me I felt like I'm been hit by a bus and that took me a few whole 30s to work that out but that was like such an enlightening moment for me to realise that food is like so important in in how we feel in our bodies and can actually make you feel so good in a way that you've never felt because if you just continue on the same track all the time you'll you never actually experience this great feeling you know so by taking stuff out and then adding it in so I am a big advocate of this elimination diet just because each person gets to work out how they do it you know what works for you so I became paleo, so to speak, you know, I just started to follow that kind of lifestyle, that way of eating, because it worked for me. I don't have a lot of dairy. Um, I don't have any grains. I, I wasn't a big grain eater anyway, so it wasn't a big deal. So there was lots of things that weren't bad, but it just improved my wellness so much and how I felt. And um, and yeah, I just, we adopted that lifestyle and I effortlessly now stay slim and I, I'm not a the best at training since I had a child you know I just don't have as much time and this diet just I don't call it a diet it's just this how we live and it works so well so that's why I brought that into my business name. How did you get into what you're doing right now because mm. it, it sounds like you haven't always been um, a health coach how, how did you get into that was it always based on on paleo or did it kind of evolve it kind of was like I say I've always been interested in being healthy and and healthy food and, and always kind of thinking that I was doing the right thing and it wasn't until I experiment for myself that I found out I was doing the right thing for me when that really worked for me and then a few years ago I just I was still partying too hard and doing like things that weren't so good and and things just started to happen for me and click into place and I started to make big changes for me. So not only then, the food came first for me and that really helped, but still a lot of other stuff going on. So I ended up getting vertigo for months and um, yeah, I was off work for months and that was, it was terrible. But it really made me start to question, who am I? You know, all the big things, you know, like mid-30s crisis or whatever. And um, I started to see like a psychologist, um, spiritual guru essentially and she helped me kind of evolve myself that way once I started to do that then my life started to really shift suddenly I decided that I wanted to have a child and this was really massive for me because everybody knew I didn't want kids so to decide to have a child was huge and then to get pregnant very quickly was again massive so I decided then I would take a year off the full maternity or whatever when I had my child and it just that was amazing and as soon as I was off with him I realized I couldn't go back to a normal Monday to Friday nine to five kind of job and it just was killing me anyway and it wasn't what I wanted to do and so I extended my modernity forever and um, decided I need to do something for myself and I wasn't sure what to do I was at a crossroads and I was presented with 
going back to my old job or doing something for myself and just trying it out. And I spoke to a girl who's now one of my really great friends, she's a nutritionist, and said, what do you think? I'm kind of thinking along the lines of becoming a health coach or helping people, you know, how to eat better and as I've done and how to make changes, positive changes in your life. And she was really supportive and she happened to come around that day and and me being me had, you know, many sweets and, and different things of all of a healthy variety available and she was trying some of the food while she was chatting with me she was like these are amazing you need to sell these and so that week we set up a facebook page and i started selling what i had already been doing anyway it was just what i was doing but then started to officially sell it to people and started a small business from home whilst having a small child as well and and it was great and so i started to build this great client base of people that were like-minded and wanted to eat well wanted to be able to treat ourselves but without feeling guilty about it and without incorporating loads of sugar or wheat or dairy and then after that i began training as a health coach um and so the paleo Trish's business um itself gives me a nice wee um client base as I said for the health coaching and then as I started furthering my health coaching studies then I was able to start coaching some of my clients and that has just grown and now that I'm qualified as a health coach I have been able to coach these clients that were initially coming for food and so I incorporated the two so it's paleo nutritious the health coach. Sounds really very different from like a normal nine to five job and from what you said it sounds like your job was not particularly something that you would be able to do alongside having yeah. a child. Yeah. If you're doing something for a very long time and you obviously put a lot of effort into a career doing something that you believe in and then you suddenly realize that hey I'm, I'm at a crossroads here I need to do something different it's obviously very defining moment and very life-changing and I think being a health coach it's that's the kind of things you, you help other people do mm-hmm. but when you do it yourself mm-hmm. it's very different yeah 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 I guess it's a, it's a nice way of looking at it I actually health coached myself first into making huge changes so that that enables me to be able to help other people because I've done it yeah I used to work at the courts in Belfast helping to prosecute criminal cases and you can imagine that's a very toxic and stressful job There's a lot of negativity and, and the courts are just not a pleasant place to be. Um, and I thought initially when I first went into that career that I was doing something beneficial, I was helping people and um, and, it, and it was great, but it just became a bureaucratic nightmare and not a pleasant place to work or be. And like so many people now are discovering, our, our standard nine to five jobs are not what we're here to do they're not our our passion or our mission on this planet you know there's we all feel like we've got something more to give something bigger and maybe our job represents that initially but then as we change then I think that career needs to change too and it's something that I find with a lot of my clients that they want to they want to do stuff for themselves the stuff that they're passionate about because when you're doing something that you're passionate about you're truly living when you're living for the weekend that's not a life and you're just plodding through your life so that you can retire and start living then you know and a lot of people die when they retire you know so that's what you're just waiting to retire and then die that's that's not a life so it was amazing to be able to have a child and that changed my whole perspective because then suddenly I was off and 
them being away from that environment made me realize that's not something I want to go back to. That was literally sucking the soul out of my out of my life. I want to do something where I feel I am genuinely helping other people and I can be excited about that and and that's a scary step. Now I'm very very um grateful to have a supportive husband that is able to help me through this process. So, you know, financially I didn't have to worry and I can just build my business in that way and that's great, but it is a still a very scary thing to step out on your own away from that security of your your pension fund and you know if you're sick it doesn't matter you'll still get paid and what and all of that and just mindlessly going into a job switching off and doing what somebody else says I mean all that nearly is luxurious to an extent where you don't have to think but it isn't it's not fulfilling in the slightest and you're not doing you're not living your life so I wanted to live my life and I wanted to be passionate and excited about it so it's it's terrifying and exciting at the same time. It's kind of high. It's like snowboarding. It's the same for me. I hate it and I love it simultaneously. Yeah. So, yeah. so I'm, I'm super excited and happy to be doing what I'm doing now. And I can foresee that I will work forever. I do believe I'll live to at least 125. So I, I do see myself working. I don't even consider it work because I just love it. And it's just who I am. It's what I do. I was doing it for years before I even realized that health coaching was a thing. I didn't even realize. I used to have people around and you see my kitchen. It's perfectly set up to demonstrate to people how to cook and you know how I just end up coaching. I, I do it all the time. I was at my girlfriend's at the weekend and we were all drinking wine and eating tapas and I was doing breathing exercises with them. You know it's just it just is who I am because I just so desperately want to help people and if I see people need help in any shape or form I will just offer it to them. It's just that's just who I am. It's just in my nature. So might as well get paid for it. <laughs> for being me, it's kind of awesome. I just feel like walking into my work tomorrow morning and announce that I'm taking a career break. <laughs> that I'm going to show up on your doorstep on Saturday morning with a toothbrush and a towel. <laughs> answered uh, my next question you talked about breathing exercises with mm-hmm. your husband there and that's um sort of breathing and mindfulness and all that was it always a part of what you do or is it something you worked your way into do you mean is it always something i did as a health coach yeah yeah i think i think back in that time when i had the vertigo so this was like many years ago before i even got pregnant um, I was just, I was living this stressed life. I was just work, 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 stress, 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 drink, 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 party, party, party. You know, and, and so I was just always on. And now I understand, now that I understand it, it makes so much sense. And we've talked about this before, the, the sympathetic stroke, parasympathetic nervous system responses. This is your fight or flight response or your rest and digest response. And, and there are two necessities to have as a human being to keep you safe and keep you alive. But we spend our whole life now in society today in the fight or flight response, which really is meant to be reserved for when you're faced with a life-threatening situation, like physically, eminently in front of you, that your body can respond to that. And as soon as that is averted, then your body returns to normal, which is brilliant. But we now perceive that we are under that type of stress all the time. So we live in that permanent state of stress. So I didn't 
I didn't realize that. I didn't understand that. And when I got the vertigo, when you have vertigo, then anxiety comes with that because you never know if you are actually okay or if you're dizzy or it's a very confusing um, illness to have. Not the worst. It was, it was great. Just lie about much TV, but you know, <laughs> um, you can't drive or anything. And so after a while you get a bit fed up and you're waiting to get better. So it causes a lot of anxiety. So that in itself I had to deal with the anxiety and that is what allowed me to realise what an anxious person I actually was. I actually went away for rehabilitation for a few weeks after an injury um, with my back or something and I went away and that was part of it. There was a talk about anxiety and all like how you can tell if you're under and I was like yes I could tick every single one of those. I'm just living in permanent state of stress and I never realised that before. So as soon as you breathe which you have experience as soon as you take a big deep belly breath suddenly you're relaxed so as soon as I realized that yes that made big changes for me and then I always practiced yoga anyway but that kind of mindfulness meditation side that kind of increased for me and as I was on my spiritual journey and doing a lot of meditations all of that really increased and improved then whenever I did the health coaching course with the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. One of my favourite speakers was Dr Libby Weaver. Well, she's so famous now in Australia that she's just called Dr Libby. Um, and she talked about that and she explained it so perfectly that it just, it blew my mind. And now I can't not tell people about this because I just see the world walking about shallow breathing and, and being stressed. And I teach everyone. Yesterday I was at the hairdressers and I taught the girl that was doing my colour how to breathe. And I'm out like 10 seconds I taught her, do you know this? And I explained it and then I showed her how to breathe and then she went, I says, go off and do that on your break here. And, and she came back, she went, that's amazing Trina, I can't believe that. I feel really like, I feel so different. It's just amazing. It's just blown away. And that is the reaction that, uh, uh, like, honestly, I'm just like, I'm, I'm making money teaching people how to breathe. What? <laughs> you know, like, this is what I joke with my clients. I'm like, oh, just learn to breathe. But it's like the, the most rewarding thing for people is this breathing. So myself, I now, I catch myself all the time. If I feel a bit stressed, I go, okay. I do that too, actually, ever since you know me. On the way here, when I was stuck in the car, I had had to do my breathing exercise. (laughs) I just had to remind myself, just don't close your eyes. Yeah. (laughs) We have a question for you from one of our listeners. (laughs) I'm intrigued. Would you be able to tell me what the difference is between paleo diet and keto diet? I don't know a massive about amount about keto, but I know that it is um, to do with reaching ketosis, um, metabolic state, which is more efficient for burning fat for fuel. But the paleo does the same, but keto, as far as I'm aware, is less carbohydrates, so it's more focused on proteins and fats. And it's actually listening to Chris Cresser, I think it was, who's like an expert in this. He's primal, but um, he plays with everything, and he would do. Um, the kind of keto regime maybe for a few weeks but what he was saying is that when people maybe do it for a few weeks you can't sustain it I don't think it's sustainable beyond like a few weeks or a few months and it's maybe the kind of thing that you can add in and then dip back out of and go back in and out of you know what uh, he didn't seem to think and he's an expert in this field that it was something that's sustainable always so he's kind of going from paleo to keto to paleo to keto and I would kind of do the same without having any expertise in, in um, the keto diet. I would kind of sometimes even do intermittent fasting 
um, kind of overnight and through to lunchtime and then just incorporate fats um, and protein without any carbohydrates for a while because it just kind of allows your system to get a bit more of a break, you know, and, and uh, your metabolism to switch to burning fat quite efficiently. Um, but like I say, I'm not an expert in keto. Yeah, I've never specifically tried a keto diet, so but I just know that, again, it's what I teach, it's what I coach, that everybody's different. So uh, something, you know, keto might work brilliantly. Like I know a, a rugby player and, and you know, she's on the keto diet and it worked really well for her, but she needs the fats, you know, she, that's, she needs that energy, you know, because of the demanding sport that she plays, for example, you know. So everybody's different. And if Chris Cresser says that he can only do it now and again and he doesn't, he doesn't do it all the time, it doesn't work for him, you know, it's each person is different and an individual and you have to find out what works for you, you know, so... I do a bit of it without even realising because I'm also doing fasting, I'm also doing whatever. I think that always boils down to everything in moderation, doesn't it? Well, I don't even like that because I think people get so confused. You know, everything in moderation means, yeah, well then that means I can have all of these foods as long as I don't maybe do it every day or whatever. Mm. But if you don't know that that food is really quite toxic to you, like mm. non-gluten grains, like for me, honestly, awful, just awful. Sometimes that's worth it. But if I don't know, then that won't be okay in moderation. Like for me, it's um, tacos or nachos, you know, which I love Mexican food, you know, but if I have tacos or nachos the next day, I get out of bed and I feel like an old woman. My feet are sore, my ankles are sore. It's very painful. And I, oh yes, I had, I had, um, Mexican food last night and so I can work that out but if I had that in moderation I would spend a lot of my life in pain mm. without realizing you know so I don't even like the moderation I think it's I think we really need to get to know ourselves we don't listen to our body enough we don't listen to the signals that our body's sending like my ankles are really sore today okay that's probably inflammation why is my body reacting in this way what's going on for me you know, I went to the doctors many times before I worked out for myself and they could never give me an answer because they don't know what's going on for me. And they're just trying to work out from a book or whatever, from their knowledge, what might be wrong with you. But only only each individual can really tell what is wrong, you know, what's going on for me. So I think, yeah, that's my, my not so great on everything in moderation. Listening to your own body is actually, for me personally, it's probably the hardest thing I had to learn in order to improve my health and and it's a continuous journey it's something I still work on mm-hmm. oh yeah because it's such a hard thing to learn I know that everybody's different but do you have an advice for our listeners how to do that how to learn to listen to your own body well like I say I really do favor the elimination diet because it's only 30 days out of your whole life to make a discovery for yourself that will help direct you in your future. So it might seem hard to eliminate and you might see it as a negative thing to eliminate all these foods, but you're increasing so many nutrients that you can't help but feel better. You know, so I don't know anybody that has done it that has had a particularly negative, like we always learn something. So for me, it's continual learning, but that elimination diet really helps you to work out what works for me. Then it helps you to listen more because then as you reintroduce each food group, you can feel how that affects your body. 
and that allows you to be more connected to your body because you can hear it then and you understand oh right that is because of this and I feel that and blah blah and the next time you feel that tightness across your face or the the throat like swallowing razor blades and you're like oh there was maybe dairy in that I understand what my body's trying to tell me you know you can you can hear better because you can understand because you've made those connections in the first place in a kind of almost scientific way it makes it a bit easier but also breathing breathing closing your eyes and breathing and feeling into your body and really feeling I like my three-year-old does this like he had allergic reaction recently when we were away in France and he was covered in a rash and I was going through the the different foods that he'd eaten that night before um, I'm going mm, was it this was it? and then I asked him I just went what do you think it was and he went it was the peanuts and he'd never had peanuts before and um, that's what he reacted to I didn't even you know so he was able to because he was given the space to think about that he was able to answer that we're all capable of doing that if we give ourselves that space. So it's just about sitting comfortably on your own, quietly, close your eyes and ask yourself, okay, how am I feeling? Where is that? And just see what pops into your head. Your your body is the most intelligent biocomputer in the world. You know, it has all the answers if we're just prepared to actually give it time to listen. Everybody has their way of eating. Yeah. I think you're probably like myself. You have loads of and, and a big variety of vegetables mm-hmm. in, in your life mm-hmm. do you have a favorite vegetable? <laughs> honestly what is your favorite been... <laughs> that's so hard i've honestly been thinking about this for weeks now because i know this is a question you like to ask and i don't know that i particularly have one because it's seasonal and because each season brings through something more exciting i have to say though because after we had our child we left in france for over a year and the tomatoes in France are out of this world. They are like sweets. They are all in different colours. Like there's tiger stripe ones. There's every type of tomato imaginable. I get so excited when the tomato season is in France because they're really, they're just, and you would just eat them on their own. They're just, they're like sweets. I love them. But honestly, I just, I love all food. There's really like very little that I don't love. And as you know, today you had sampled my muhamara, which is like a Syrian roasted red pepper dip. And I'm very excited about that right now. That's oh, just my... so am I. <laughs> my taste buds are still excited about that. <laughs> you know, but I kind of, you know, I'll find a new recipe that will go with something that's in season right now. And then I'll just be super excited about that for a while. I don't specifically have something that I love and can't live without, except those tomatoes in France. Those tomatoes, I just eat like a bag of sweets like really like they're just so good on their own with a bit of <laughs> a bit of basil maybe and olive oil and salt like that's all you need you, you do want to mess it up you know can't mess with mother nature <laughs> that's, that's a good point actually that's so point. i just yeah i like real food on its own you know i don't i don't think we have to do too much i know that that dip or that sauce we had today it's maybe a bit more intricate but really i think if food is fresh and seasonal and now that you just eat it on its own like yeah we love raw vegetables too quite often and just like to eat them as they come you can't mess that, that up that dip is actually gorgeous <laughs> it is, is good what is that dip it's a syrian roasted red pepper dip and i saw it mentioned one day in a blog by this lovely um young chef in belfast called Eve clayton i think from dublin um, and she mentioned it so i googled it straight away because it looked great 
Um, and it has breadcrumbs in it and it's a few things that um, I wouldn't eat so as always I just adapted it for myself and it's meant to have Syrian sorry Aleppo chili flakes but seeing as I didn't have Aleppo chili flakes I, didn't, <laughs> I decided to do something different so I, I did smoked paprika so it's like roasted red peppers with walnuts lemon juice garlic cumin I use smoked paprika and I normally put pomegranate molasses in it as well which is part of the recipe but someone in this room can't do that so I have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> so I, I use sumac today and olive oil salt and pepper I think that's it so for me then I, I make and I, I make that sauce you just blitz it all up um and I make that with courgette pasta and so then I get to eat vegetarian meals so you know um which is certainly um in a, a direction I'd like to go in a lot more so paleo is always considered quite heavy meat and it really isn't it does advocate a proper healthy paleo is, is mostly about the vegetables the fruit and vegetables you know and and good sourced protein but um that has nuts in it so that's a good source of protein so it's still it's an amazing meal it's very filling and satisfying but it's also vegetarian so it kind of is aligned with my ethics as well you know so yeah i love it would you mind if we put that in in, in a downloadable version for our listeners yeah, to yeah no problem yeah if people would like to um get health coaching or find out more about you how can they find you where can they get more information about you well Actually, we just talked about this earlier, but I have been paleotricious, the health coach now, for some time. And I find that maybe paleo can be a little restrictive um, if people think that that's all that I do, because it isn't. It's just what I know, but it's not everything I do. I'm certainly more of an advocate of real foods. So I'm changing my name, that was just decided this week, um, to Trina Tricious, the health coach, because... Trina is a difficult name and no one can ever pronounce it and uh, <laughs> and um, yeah so I'm stepping into it more as me so I'll now be Trina Tricious the health Lovely. coach I'm currently on Facebook as and Instagram as Paleo Tricious the health coach but that will be updated soon to Trina Tricious like spelt like tree and my website is now under construction. I finally employed the services of a brilliant young man um, to sort out my website. So he is now reconstructing my horrific attempt at um, setting up my own um, website. <laughs> it's really hard. <laughs> so, um, yes, you will be able to find me online. But most people contact me through my Facebook page, which is currently Paleotricious the health coach and um, I do free consultations free one-hour consultations to anybody who just wants to come and find out what's going on with them um, and then there's absolutely no obligation if they want to um, do health coaching or not and I do I do private coaching for clients and I do group coaching and at the minute the group coaching that I'm doing is actually cookery and coaching so we're kind of combining the two and it's just brilliant it's a great energy it's very different to the private coaching which I also love because I'm getting to know all these fabulous people I'm getting to help them and I'm getting to see them change their lives for the better and it's such an honor and a privilege it really it just it, I couldn't be doing anything better on this planet if I tried you know so yeah I love I love what I do and that's if you're interested yes absolutely contact me at paleotricious on facebook and come around and you just get free coffee and treats as well and a free one-hour consultation what's not to like 
Absolutely. What's up today, guys? I can vote for this. Consultation is absolutely brilliant. <laughs> Trina. <laughs> yeah, Trina and, Treasures and, is available. <laughs> and uh, the food is gorgeous and there's so much to learn. So um, I think we covered it all um, and we even got a gorgeous recipe. <laughs> I'm going to try it this weekend. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, we're looking forward to your new website. Mm, me too. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. I need to employ somebody to make my website because I thought I would get a bash at it myself and then I thought, no. <laughs> it's, when you don't know what you're doing, it's so time consuming. It's so time consuming. So I actually have no problem now in paying this guy and he's he's just great anyway but yeah he'll be able to do it in like a tenth of the time it would ever take me so yeah it's a no-brainer he, yeah I'm very excited <laughs> exactly why spend time trying to figure something out what you can pay someone to do and then spend the time what you actually want to do mm-hmm. exactly exactly yeah. it's part of the coaching isn't it yes I was going to say Okay, well, thank you very much, Trina, for talking to me. It's been great. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much for interviewing me. I'm, I'm honoured to be in the same lineup as all the other previous interviewees. So um, thank you very much. Thank you. Have a good evening. Cheers. Night. <laughs> I really enjoyed this interview. Lovely dinner, lots of laughs, lots of useful and interesting information. What a lovely evening. I'm so glad we talked a bit about keto diet because it is something I have recently become quite interested in. I've never tried it and would love to give it a go even just to have that experience and see how my body responds to it. I have been on quite a low carb diet for about two years now but by low carb I mean my macros are about 60 to 65 percent fats, 25 to 30 carbs and 10 percent or so protein. It comes easy to me but shifting the split to 70 to 75 percent fat and only 5 to 10 percent carbs is pretty radical. Um, Keeping your carbs under 50 grams a day is really difficult even for me and I don't eat any simple carbs and I try to avoid starches and so in the past week I've cut out my gluten-free grain like seeds the very food Trina mentioned and that is giving her a bother and my main staple one is buckwheat I eat a lot of buckwheat and the only time I don't feel heavy now is when I sprout it but even so I think I've just overeaten it, so I've cut it out completely and the only two I'm sort of keeping in are quinoa and amaranth and I consume very, very little of it and only one portion a week of each. Well, that's what I'm, I think I'm going to try and keep it that way. But, you know, cutting all this out and replacing the calories with healthy fats and plant-based protein is not too bad but vegetables nuts and seeds also contain carbs and so far i've managed to keep my carbs between 75 and 100 grams a day to go lower i think i'd really have to get into eating at least fish if not meat and i really don't feel like doing that so I set on a hunt for someone who can really dive deep into the mystery of keto diet. 
all the ins and outs and pros and cons. And I'm happy to say that we will have a keto expert on the podcast soon. So keep tuned in, folks, especially if you're really interested in this. And in the meantime, I have found a podcast, I think is the one that Trina was referring to. If you go on to www.chriscresser.com, that's C-H-R-I-S-K-R-E-S-S-E-R.com and type in Are High Fat Diets Bad for the Microbiome? And here comes the podcast. You can either read it or you can listen to it. There is a YouTube link to it as well, so you can watch the full thing. And it does highlight some of the things one needs to pay attention to when going for a low-carb diet. I really recommend listening to it or reading the transcription. There are links to some interesting articles as well that you might also want to read. Now back to paleotricious. Oh, Pardon me, it's actually Trina Trishes now. I'm really loving the rebrand, by the way, Trina. Trina can be found on Facebook and Instagram, still under her old name, Paleotricious. Her website is also still at www.paleotricious.co.uk. I can highly recommend her coaching. After only one session so far, I feel the benefit of getting some really good health directions from Trina. And when I get my life into some sort of timetable, I will definitely get onto one of her groups. Well, now come to think of it, um, I should probably use her coaching expertise to get my life into order in the first place. So yeah, there you go. It's not just a professional recommendation, however. Trina is genuinely a lovely and kind, generous and really caring person. And... The best testimony to it is how we met. We met through a common friend at St. George's Market. And as every week I went to the market to get my organic vegetables. My friend was there and I was talking to him while getting my veggies. And I was telling him about my charity tea party. Now this was last year, must have been about this time of the year actually. And I was planning a charity tea party, a fundraiser I was organizing in aid of a local mental health charity. We'll talk about this charity a lot more in the next few episodes. It was sponsored by Helen's Bay Organic Gardens who were kindly providing this space. And I needed generous people who'd help me provide food and drink and raffle prizes. And I was chatting to my friend and he was saying, you know, I actually know this really lovely girl who makes these healthy, sugar-free treats and she's getting into health coaching and, you know, she'd probably love to help. So he said he'd put me in touch. And then he turns around and says, oh, speak of the devil. And there was Trina smiling and with her little boy shopping for organic veggies. And so that's how we met. And we started chatting. And within a couple of minutes, when I explained to her what I'm doing, because she'd overheard about a tea party, she was on board. Within a couple of minutes, she was like, oh yeah, I, I want to help. Let me think about it. I could, you know, give you some treats for the raffle. You know, I could also bring some treats for the table. And she did. She she came to the party with her little boy and uh, we had a great time. She brought loads and loads of her really tasty sugar-free treats. And this is the kind of person Trina is. We had we had a blast. Barbara from Eatrow Field Great was there as well with a table full of her raw, lovely, delicious, nutritious food. Jacqueline from Cultivate also brought her amazing sugar-free ice lollies that kids absolutely loved um, and so did the grown-ups actually and my friend Varen was also there uh, with his Azora portable Azora coffee stand providing teas and coffees it was great 
and you can actually listen to podcasts with Warren and Barbara and hopefully I'll get Jacqueline on in the future as well. But anyway, so that's Trina. It's been really great to sit down with her in her beautiful and chunky little house and have this chat. So I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And I believe this is it for this episode. Remember to check out the Sweet Spot Facebook, Twitter and Instagram for Trina's Muhammara recipe. Or even better, join our Facebook group, The Sweet Spot on a Farm, where you can download all the recipes shared by our guests to date. You can download them from the file section in a PDF form. You can find out who our future guests are and you can ask them questions, which might be of particular benefit to those who want to know more about keto diet, because we will have an expert on soon. So go on to Facebook and find our podcast group, The Sweet Spot on a Farm, and join in. And I will announce our guest very soon. And you can also pop in and suggest guests that you would like to hear on the podcast. Um, Okay, now that's really it. Have a great week, guys. Remember to breathe and stay healthy. Until next time. Bye. As always, your host was myself, Susanna, the author of The Sweet Spot. Music has been provided by Mark J. Adair of Singapore Studios and artwork by Gemma O'Hagan of Gemma O'Hagan Design. Thank you for listening.